Welcome to the PSR Power Talk podcast, produced by Power Systems Research. From Power Systems Research, I'm Joe Delmont, editor of PSR Power Talk. Today we'll talk with Fabio Farisi about transportation trends in Brazil, especially as they apply to medium and heavy vehicles. We'll discuss 2021 Brazil production forecasts, and we'll also look at trends in propulsion and powertrains for medium and heavy vehicles. Fabio is Director of Business Development in South America for Power Systems Research. Fabio, let's look at what happened in 2020 in Brazil to set a baseline for our discussion today. Well, last year we had a, a fell in the GDP, and it was also falling in the previous year because of the uh, political instability and in, in crisis in 2017 and 2018. So uh, it's not a good baseline, but we are recovering now. Okay. Uh, what are the key factors today affecting the Brazilian economy? Well, uh, we have positive and negative uh, factors affecting the economy. Uh, on the negative side, we have bent demand of structural reforms to implement here, and it's kind of difficult to, to approve that now. That's limiting the growth a little. We had a excessive currency devaluation here, and the water crisis affecting the energy side. So Brazil is very impacted by the uh, electric hydraulic source of uh, electricity and uh, this is impacting the price of energy and, and causing um, significant impact in the economy this year. What's happening with inflation and interest rates? Well, interest rates was in the range of 2.5 per year, percent per year, and now it's increasing um, and the inflation, it is high. We have two indicators. One is to is the uh, general inflation for the population for food and housing. So one, it's in reasonable rates, the range of four five percent. And but the the inflation on on, on prices that affect the industry index is very high. It's at the range of 30, 40 percent in the year, and it's pushing the uh, economy, especially the industrial sectors. That doesn't sound good. Do you what is the trend there? Do you see that inflation rate coming under control? Yes, it, it was heavily impacted by the currency depreciation we, we had because of many of the, the uh, components used for, for this are like electricity and commodities price are uh, in dollar. And, and, and then the, but now we are stabilizing the, the, the currency ratio and uh, with a trend of recovering. So it, it should be uh, better for a near future. Fabio, we haven't talked about COVID yet. Uh, is Brazil getting this pandemic under control? Finally, yes. Uh, this week we had a research released that um, 54% of the population believes that the pandemic is under control. That is first time we see that kind of response since January. We are giving about 1 million to 1.5 million shots of vaccines per day, and the number of cases and number of deaths are dropping um, very uh, sharply uh, in the recent days. So 
we feel that is getting under control now, but the delay for uh, getting the vaccines affected the economy, especially some sectors like uh, services, tourism, and um, it impacted on the un unemployment rate also. So that sounds like there are some problems uh, being caused by COVID. Are, are there any positive signs for the economy? Yes, yes. Uh, we have uh, 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 excellent harvest this year on the agricultural side that boosts our economy is very strong. Again, the price of commodities is high. Uh, on the mining and construction side, we have several um, bids released and investments on new exploration areas and uh, the demand for housing is high and, and there's uh, investment uh, available for that and, and we see a boost in the economy on the construction and agricultural sites. Uh, the most heavily uh, segments of the economy impacted by COVID was tourism and, and, and service, as I said, especially the marketing, the events uh, segment. That That's an uh, important sector of our economy in Brazil. And but now it's it's uh, there's a trend to recover with the vaccination uh, increase improving, and the the other segments of the economy is it seems like uh, we didn't have any COVID on agriculture it it doesn't it didn't impact it, and um, we we see records of production in agriculture equipment in uh, construction equipment exports are uh, strong and and there are a lot of. Um, positive signs. Also in energy, Brazil will be the fourth largest producer of oil and gas by 2027. A lot of investment coming on energy side and, and these are also all uh, positive uh, signs for the economy and, and the sectors recover. Fabio, let's talk now about commercial vehicles, uh, trucks and buses. What is the situation here? Well, we had a strong reduction for 2014 to 2017, but in 2018 and 19, we started recovering the sales and production levels. With the COVID and all the uncertainty in 2020, it dropped at about 20, 22%, and, uh, but it's improving. We should reach the uh, year of 2021 with levels above 2019, and for 2022, we see a strong recovery uh, because of the implementation of P8, Proconv P8, that's similar to Euro 6. Uh, there should be a pre-buy in 2022. And then the, the, this segment of the economy, of the, uh, the sector's recovery, is very strong as well as uh, the trailers side as well because of there's uh bent demand for transportation infrastructure on trucks and uh, there's there are contracts the number of goods uh, movement is um good as we talked in our last power talk this this segment is really really uh, increasing very good that's a that's a pretty optimistic outlook um 
What about the uh, electrification of equipment and the development of alternative power sources for both uh, on-highway and off-road vehicles? What can you tell us about uh, trends here? Well, we see um, some some inroads of electrification in in Brazil and in in South America, especially in Brazil. We have uh, the announcement of the new e-delivery for Volkswagen this week, and they ex they expect to sell more than 1,000 units for for uh, deliveries. Uh, this is a, a a small truck uh, for urban deliveries mainly. Um, and uh, we see good development of buses, electric buses. However, the constraints on, on the total cost of ownership, the, the uh, autonomy of the uh, truck limits the larger penetration of this technology because of the vast majority of the uh, medium-heavy equipment sold in Brazil are for heavy and extra-heavy trucks. And this limitation, doesn't allow the, the, the either for, for total cost of ownership because of the price, acquisition price of that uh, electric vehicle is two to three times higher than a um, ICE one. And also the the time for refilling or recharging the, the vehicle is a limitation. So uh, we see positive trends for buses and uh, transit delivery uh, delivering in urban centers but it's uh, it's a slow path and there are other technologies coming that should shift the alternative proportion for other other uh, alternatives well it sounds like the problems facing uh, conversion to electric are pretty much the same in brazil as they are in other uh, other countries, and that's the the initial cost and the and the charging problem. Um, yes, so and, and there there are more to speak about that because in Brazil the presence of grid. Brazil is a big country is with some under underdeveloped areas like Amazon, the agricultural areas. The truck goes where the grid doesn't, and um, you cannot recharge the, your your truck properly in, in some areas if if you had the uh, an electric vehicle so there there's more roadblocks in Brazil for electrification than in other countries and but the main ones are are the ones we said about the total cost of ownership and, and the the refilling or recharging time the limitations on the grid is a that's an excellent point uh, uh, Fabio so uh, if we have those problems with electrification, um, what's the situation with other fuels like fuel cells and hydrogen? Well, fuel cells are a good promise. We see that as a, a future technology. Uh, you have a electric powertrain, electric drive, and you have that um, solution of the time for recharging. And the total cost of ownership of a fuel cell by 2050 should be a little above of the ICE diesel engine. So it may justify to use a fuel cell. There are other technologies coming. We saw this week 2P and AVL working in a 
uh, IC powered by hydrogen, announcing that with uh, results to be seen early in 2022. So there is a lot of things happening. We are monitoring that and um, we see opportunities for many technologies to be implemented. Also, uh, green fuels like HVO and cleaner um, fossil fuels like natural gas. There's a complex scenario with lots of variables and most of them will take place in niches of markets and applications. Are uh, hybrids gaining traction anywhere in Brazil? Well, we see hybrid as a transition technology to gain efficiency when and meet some um, legislation targets. As we are behind Europe and US, it's likely that Brazil will jump straight to the major technologies in Europe and US when we have those targets here. We, we don't see or we see a lower penetration of hybrids in Brazil than in other regions. And now, and we, when we talk about hybrid, we're talking uh, differently from what we talked before. Formerly, we talked about hybrid, that kind of uh, powertrain that uses the braking energy to be uh, charging a battery and then electric drive push the, um, the truck or the vehicle as the curves in the Formula One ones. Uh, but now when we talk about hybrid, we are talking about combinations of technologies to improve uh, efficiency or extend the range. An example of hybrid we, we talk now is like a bus with a, a electric powertrain, electric drive, batteries, and a range extender with a ethanol engine and, and a field tank that you can recharge the batteries using the uh, ethanol engine. So there is a lot of combinations possible now. Uh, even, even the battery electric cars with um, ICE engine, and you can use either of the solutions. There are many, many possibilities, but we should look for the, the final technology in the long range, and, and these applications will be uh, very specific in specific applications. What about uh, other alternative fuels? Well, the we have here in Brazil the biodiesel. The biodiesel is made from uh, basically from soybean, and there's a problem with that biodiesel, a limitation biodiesel, because it produces some greases and 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 collateral effects that affects the engine and complicates the 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 life of the engine, and also. Uh, to the limit, it, it produces more uh, NOx and, and, and particulate. But um, we saw an, we now Petrobras announcing that they will produce HVO, that is a clean uh, version of uh, biofuel. Uh, and, and it's a cleaner than the diesel, it's cleaner than the biodiesel. It's very flexible. You can mix that in at any proportion with diesel. And they announced that it will be at the price of the diesel at the pumps. 
So if that comes true, and this is a very important news for, for the energy matrix in Brazil, um, it may change the outlook uh, upside down. You've talked about HBO or hydro-treated vegetable oil as a fuel. How does this work? No, it's, it's a fuel hydrocarbon obtained by the hydrogenation of biomass. It, you can use several sources of biomass. Uh, it's a, a shorter molecule and, and it's cleaner. You know, uh, and, and, and the engines producer are very uh, enthusiastic about it because it's very good for the engine. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of better than, than, than the fossil diesel for the engine. It's cleaner and, and, and it has a, it has a, a good, a good uh, impact for the environment as well, better than the, the biodiesel. What is the availability of that? Well, the Petrobras announcing that to, to be produced in, in in the coming years, they are investing on the production, um, and and by 2023 or 24, we, we will see how it goes, and um, by 2025, we may see some some mix of this with with significant impact in in the energy matrix in Brazil. P8 will be required in 2023. How is the industry going to meet this requirement? Procon VP8 is a requirement uh, similar to Euro 6. So there, the, the technology to, to meet this is similar to what we have in Europe and US. And uh, the complication in Brazil is the level of biodiesel here that is higher. Now we are at 12% and Procon VP8 sets it at 15%. This is a complication for the engine and the engine producers and OEMs are struggling with the homologation of these products. So it will be similar to the European solutions, but with some adaptions for this level of biodiesel. For the future, we do expect that the HVO will be introduced and this complications will be eliminated. Well, it sounds like this would be fairly effective, but how much will it cost? The cost will be similar to the European ones, and, and these pre-buy that we'll have, it's smaller than the former one we had at the Euro 5 introduction, because when we started the implementation for uh, Euro 5, we jumped from Euro 3 to Euro 4, five straight without having the step of Euro 4. So it was a big technology jump from Euro 5 to Euro 6, that is Proficombi P7 to P8. We don't have a big jump in technology. So the the um, the additional uh, costs, acquisition cost is not that high. And then the, the pre-buy will be a little shorter because the difference is not that much. But still there's a pre-buy and a difference that we we will observe in, in, in next year. Natural gas is another important alternative fuel that's gaining in popularity in other countries. How do you think that will be used in the next few years? Uh, that's an important question. Uh, Brazil uh, has a strong potential to produce oil and gas in 
our production of gas will be much higher than our demand. Our currently de current demand. So the price of energy produced by natural gas will be reduced, and the price of natural gas to be used in vehicle applications will be reduced as well. The problem of natural gas is the energy density. You require a lot of volume in the truck to transport the natural gas. So for long-haul applications, this is a complication. But for buses and short-ranges heavy applications, it is very possible and it will be very cost-effective. So we, in our forecast, we put a um, significant penetration of natural gas for these applications. And we see OEMs like Scania, Volkswagen, able to implement that technology as well as Mercedes and other. And some of them are pushing this technology and strongly working with fleet owners to sell trucks and study this application and build business cases and trust on this technology for the future. So this is promising uh, technology because it's cost effective, it's cleaner than diesel, and it comes to be a solution. On the other hand, some of the legislation and the environmental uh, people, they are pushing for electric uh, because electric in theory is greener, uh, especially if you talk about tank to wheel calculation. So this this depends on, on the legislation and all this political um, discussion, but there certainly there will be a penetration of natural gas for the future. You mentioned uh, the greener aspect of the of fuel, Fabio. Uh, ethanol has been around for quite a while. Is, are there any applications for that moving it, forward? In passenger cars, certainly ethanol plays an important role in Brazil and it keep playing, but for medium heavy uh, equipment, it, it is not efficient. We don't see uh, economy, the, the total cost of ownership is heavy. It, it, it doesn't work for, for medium heavy uh, vehicles and engines and also the uh, of highway equipment. Uh, what we see of for ethanol, there's a possibility of produce hydrogen from ethanol in solid oxide um, for your cells, and it be it may be in the vehicle as a technology. You fuel the ethanol and you convert that in hydrogen, and you use the hydrogen to generate electricity and drive the the medium heavier of highway equipment, or you you generate. Um, hydrogen in, in the gas station near to the application and then you solve a logistic and distribution problem of hydrogen uh, using the, uh, the existing infrastructure of ethanol. But we see companies like Nissan and other announcing the solid oxide technology application as, as for short term, but we don't have that available yet and prove it at the field for on, on, with the fleet owners and the applications yet. So there's a lot of discussion on, on possibilities and, and the future, the short term future will be very interesting, but there's much to observe yet. Well, it doesn't sound like there's going to be too much uh, 
application for that in the short term. And uh, so let's look out a little bit. Uh, say go out to 2025. What do you see for uh, fuel applications there in that year for medium and heavy vehicles? Well, for 2025, we see a growth of natural gas applications pushed by OEMs. We see the growth of electric for buses and deliveries. And we see some uh, start of fuel cell applications but it's very initial in 2025. Do you see that mix changing uh, much by 2030? Yes, yes. Uh, by 2030, we should have some significant uh, inroads of fuel cells and uh, growth of natural gas, stronger growth of natural gas, reduction of diesel in the matrix. And but there is a lot to be discussed in 2030. There are initiatives like hydrogen power internal combustion engines, and there is much to observe. And our forecasting activity will be harder than ever. Fabio, uh, we've covered lots of ground today. How would you summarize your outlook for Brazil's medium heavy vehicle situation in the next five years? Well, uh, we will keep growing the production of medium heavy vehicles. There is demand, there is uh, conditions for that. And the matrix of propulsion systems and fuel will, will start changing. Uh, we'll see some movement, interesting movements until 2025. Thank you, Fabio, for your detailed report. You've uh, given us a lot of information today and a lot of things to think about. Uh, this data is pulled from two of the major power systems research databases, OELINK, the database of OEM production and forecast data, and EngineLink, which provides engine production, forecast, and specification data. Look for reports from Fabio every month in the PSR Power Talk News Report. Contact us for more information on production of commercial vehicles and off road equipment. Thank you for joining the PSR Power Talk podcast. This podcast will be available on demand. Search for PSR Power Talk in your podcast app or Google Power Systems Research to sign up today.